Unscripted presented by Microsoft Surface. Super excited this week to be joined by actually a Pepsi Rookie of the Week nominee, Brandon Ayuk in the house. Brandon, how you doing? How's it going over there? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate it. Um, I just said it right there. Nominated for Rookie of the Week following your performance against the Giants in Week 3. What was your reaction to getting that news? How are you feeling about that? Um... It was uh it was it was cool to be nominated for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do you feel like you're coming along with the offense? Obviously it was a unique offseason, but how would you rate your comfort level now you're you're two games in at least? Um how are you feeling in this offense, in this system? Um, just every day, more and more comfortable, just getting more comfortable um with my assignments and where I'm lining up and what I have to do on each and every play. Um, but just um, that just comes with the work. I'm just trying to continue to um, try to stay ahead and just keep up with everything so that I can um, stay, stay comfortable um, and be able to play fast pretty much. Guys were mentioning after the game against the Jets, so a couple of weeks ago, that you were excited to get back on the field after that game. Uh, you were excited just to be able to get your feet wet. Describe that feeling after week two, your first time out there, your first game, and now you're like, all right, I got a, I, I got a feel for this. What was that feeling like? Yeah, I mean, um, just going in, just going into that game. First of all, it was just like uncertainty, of course, like everything else. You just don't know how it's going to be, what it's going to be like. Um, and then so after that game, I just felt like um, I played a lot of snaps at game calls. So I knew what it was like out there. And I was just ready to get back to work and play again the following Sunday. So I'm just trying to keep that going throughout the whole season. Okay, I want to talk about your first career offensive interception. And I say that because I believe that one pass back in week two, it was intended for KB. That was Kendrick Bourne's pass when you swooped in, halt in that reception. I like to call it an offensive interception. Tell me about that play a little bit. Yeah, that one, that play was, um, as everybody's been calling it interception, he's been calling that too. Um, but I was basically just coming across, just coming across the field and then, um, the quarterback was rolling out, so it kind of just turned into a scramble drill. So I just kept on going that way, and then I didn't really, I didn't see KB, I didn't see anything. I just saw the football, and um, not the way that I planned my first catch being, but I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like it just showed a little bit of of your aggressiveness and and how you go after the ball. So as a fan, I think we're enjoying seeing that part of you. But uh, any reaction from KB? Was he like, "Hey, that was my my pass"? Like, what happened there? No, I was, I just told KB, I was like, I didn't see so afterwards, I was like, my bad, KB. And he was like, no, don't tell him my bad. Congrats on your first catch. So that was cool. So, yeah. That's pretty dope. Okay. So in this last game, let's, let's fast forward a week now. And against mm -hmm. the Giants, you exploded in week three, led the team in targets, receptions, and yards. What did it feel like now you're in your second game? What did it feel like just to go out there and play ball? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, just that, that's the main thing. Just, just have fun. Um, it talked about just playing, like Wes talked about, just playing fast and just having fun out there. And I think that was um, one thing that was different, a little bit different um, with uncertainty. And my first week, I was just able to go out there and just have fun first and first foremost and play football. It seemed like you got going in the second half right out the gate. I think it, you had three touches and a single drive, and including one was that touchdown, your first score of your career. What clicked for you in that second half? Um, it was just like the first half. There was just 
a lot of things um, in the first half that I was that I was still missing out on, and just little things that um, become bigger things. Um, so, just in the second half, we just went in a half time, went in at halftime. We talked about it, um, and then it's pretty much just a, an eraser. You you just erase the first half and just start over. Um, like the beginning of the game in the second half, and I felt I could just take that mentality and just start it over, just fresh, regardless of what I did in the first half, what I messed up on, and what I didn't do. Um, just erase it and just play football in the second half. All right, and in that second half, you had your first touchdown of your career uh, on air. Actually, Doc, they showed Doc. Uh, he had the ball, had the tape with your name on it, and and the touchdown. Where's that ball going? Is it staying at home? Is it going to the family's house? What are you doing with that first uh, touchdown football? Uh, the first football that's right now is at my house. That's gonna be I'm gonna give it to my son. Yeah. So speaking of, we know that your touchdown celebration, it was your first touchdown for your firstborn. Tell us a little bit about fatherhood and how that's been for you. And, and you got to give us the name. We got to know the name of your son. Yeah, so his name is Braylon. Um, but it's been great. It's been um, just another blessing. Um, just like the last month was just crazy. Just having my firstborn son um, playing a professional football game. Uh, so it's just been crazy, but it's just like there's no I mean, there's no other thing like being a father. Just the best days become even better when you get to see him, and bad days become good when you get to see him. So nothing like it. 2020 has been weird for a lot of people, but for you, it seems like it's been so far a pretty good year. You get drafted, you're having a big game, your son is born. Um, 2020 treating you pretty well. 20, yeah, still still a couple months left in 2020. So yeah. Just but AKA there's still plenty more for you to do on the field then, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about what I am very excited about, what I am sure 49ers fans are excited about. And that's what could, should, would, whatever you want to call it, happen having Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel take the field together. I want to start with you guys' relationship. Um, he was the first to reach out to you after the draft. Is that right? Yeah. How has you guys' relationship kind of grown dating back to April and fast forward until now? Yeah, so, like, yeah, he right after the draft, he called me in April. And then when I came out here, um, he would just come pick me up. We'd go out to eat. eat. Um, and just now just being in the locker room and being uh, around these guys every single day, Debo too, um, I feel like all our relationships have grown. So um, it was great to have him back out there today. You could just feel the energy um, having him out on the field today. So we're excited to have him back. You both are two weapons with somewhat similar skill sets when you guys are on the field together. Have you been able to pick up anything from Debo? I know it's been a little difficult because he hasn't been at practice since June, but is are you able to pick his brain at all? How is that dynamic for you guys? Yeah, so um, he talked to me. He just talked to me sometimes about some of the little things that he did as a rookie um, that he um, now understands now that um, – he tells me not to do some things, not to do and what to do. So little stuff like that um, to where hopefully sometimes I, he could get it to me. Like come from him, it's a lot, it's a lot like I understand it from him, um, him just going through it last year, um, being able to tell me those things so that um, maybe there's little things that he can tell me that I won't have to go through. So just little stuff like that. Have you guys ever talked about how the dynamic of you two could be if you're on the field at the same time and Kyle Shanahan and his creativity and wizardry, what he can do with two playmakers like you guys? Uh, we haven't really talked, we haven't talked about that, but I just feel like it's just, uh, I feel like the whole receiver group thinks that just when anybody's on the field, we feel like 
Um, we have a chance to make a lot of plays, and we talked about it today. We just have to have carry the mindset that we're the best um, receiver crew out here, and um, we just got to continue to take that mindset and then work towards that every single day. I love that mentality. Um, have you noticed, everyone talks about it in the past, and they talk about Kyle Shanahan's wizardry. And I know it was last year, Kittle talked about how Kyle, he basically predicted what was going to happen. He said, if you do X, Y is going to do this, and then Z is going to happen. Was that kind of what it was like for your touchdown? Was it Kyle told you, he set up the play and told you you're virtually going to go untouched to the end zone? <laughs> well, he just, he, he just told me, what I needed to do if I wanted to see the end zone. And I did what he, what he told me to do, and I saw the end zone. So pretty much, yeah. Um, just, yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with Kittle. <laughs> All right, so last week was your first road trip. It was a week-long road trip. Uh, 49ers are actually 3-0 and dating back to last year when staying out on the East Coast for a long uh, extended period of time. But what did you take away from that week, and, and how do you feel like – this entire team being together out there in West Virginia, do you feel like that benefited you guys in any way? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I came back um, out here um, a little bit closer to a lot more people um, after being out there for 10 days. So there's some, sometimes there's some people that you, um, that you see every day you talk to, um, but you don't really know them. So um, spending 10 days and being um, in the hotel and being around those guys throughout the whole day, um, you could just get to know a lot more people a little bit more and know who they are off the field. I um, mean, just being just being around those guys. So I just feel like um, it, it was a great experience. Um, and then we also we got to play football um, and be away, just get away. And it was just kind of just us, just the family, and just play football. So I definitely feel like um, we got the one thing we got a lot closer. Uh, most some, some of us, I feel like me with others that I didn't know at first, I got to know them a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at the amenities of the Greenbrier. I mean, I saw there was like ATV, you can go bowling, you, I, who knows, like archery. There's just so many things you can do. Did you, I know you guys, you're, you're there for work, your focus is on football, but were you guys ever given some time away just to kind of relax and have a little fun? Did you get to take part in anything? Yeah, I didn't get to go do all the things that they have, but we have, we definitely had some free time and like that free time, we just, just hanging out with each other um, and just, we, they had um, rooms where we can go into and watch watch the games that we're playing. We're watching football together. Um, and yeah, just playing, just football, just football, family football. That's pretty much what it was. Doesn't get much better than that. All right, Sunday, your first primetime game on Sunday night football facing the Eagles. Uh, are there any pregame jitters being on a big stage, bright lights, like on a game like this? How does Brandon Ayuk approach Sunday? The same way I posted Sunday last week. Um, still a football game. It's Sunday night, but still a football game at the end of the day. <laughs> you seem so unfazed. We love it. All right. So before I let you go, I do something each week with every player that joins us on the Unscripted Podcast. So we take a famous cuisine from a team that you're traveling to or that's coming home to face you guys. And this time, it's the Eagles. And obviously... Philly cheesesteak is what they're known for, right? Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak first off? Um, yeah, I have. I, oh. I will, uh, yeah, well, not an original Philly cheesesteak. I had like a Jersey Mike Philly cheesesteak. I don't know if that really <laughs> okay. All right, it's okay. I'm not judging you. I've been to Philly and I still didn't get a Philly cheesesteak. So it's okay. Well, what we're going to do is we are going to create, you and I, 
the perfect 49ers Philly cheesesteak. And what this means is we're going to take each item that comes on a Philly cheesesteak and we are going to correlate that to a specific either a player or a position group. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. Last week we had Eric Armstead and then the week before we had Trent Williams. We talked about building a 49ers pizza. So now you get the Philly cheesesteak. So we're going to start with the role that it comes on. What position group would be the role of this Philly cheesesteak? Uh, the role, the bread, the bread. So George Kittle. Ooh. Okay. Why George? That's the bread. He just got the bread. So. Oh, that is a good one. Okay. George got the bread. So he's the bread. I love that. Okay. Let's go with the meat on the sandwich. It's a ribeye, ribeye beef. Who's this protein of our sandwich? Juice. Juice. Meaty guy. Protein guy. Get that to him. Okay. Juice is the beef. Okay. What about the melted cheese? Who are we giving the melted, gooey goodness of cheese to? Uh, I I feel like uh I I'll, I'll get that to KB KB, the cheese. He's like he he stick everything sticks together. He's like the brings everything together. KB. I like that, and plus a lot of people gravitate to KB because of his infectious personality. He's always smiling, so I kind of like that reference. Uh, yeah, yeah, smiling, cheesing. Yep, I'll get that to him. That's a good one. Okay. All right. I like, I like these puns you're coming up with. Okay. What do we have next? Um, let's do the peppers. So they come with peppers, sometimes hot peppers, sometimes sweet peppers. Who's bringing the flavor of the peppers? Mm, I would say, I would say, I would say the running back, the running back room, bring the peppers just because they're hot right now. They're hot right now, but they're all smooth. They're, when you when you watch them run, they're sweet too. They're smooth. Like so, you, we got we got all those running backs. So they they can switch it up. They can switch it up. Sweet and spicy. So I'll get that to the running back one. That was a phenomenal answer. I love that one. Okay, showing our running backs some love. All right, last thing. And listen, I am not for everyone listening. I am not a cheesesteak connoisseur. I probably screwed up this cheesecake or cheesesteak, but this is what I think is in it. But I think we're finishing it up with caramelized onions. Who are our caramelized onions? to finish off this cheesesteak? Mm. The O-line, the O-line. Just cause, just cause you definitely need them for the, you definitely need them for the cheesesteak, but like, they're like the linemen, you can't, you need the linemen, you need the linemen, but they don't get as, they don't get as much like love. So like the linemen for sure. It's like, it's underrated. They, yeah. I mean, the, the onions bring a flavor, but it might not be the first thing that comes to mind. And that's, yeah. it's symbolic of the O-line. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Brandon, I, that was a beautiful 49ers Philly cheesesteak. Um, <laughs> I really like that. Um, okay, I lied. I said that was my last one, but I do have a really, really good one for you. And I know we have a 49ers PR guy, Mike Chasnoff in the room. And I know he is giving me the like, come on, Kiana. Let's get this thing going. But this is very important because now we have hit the NBA Finals. This is very timely. And I'm sure 49ers fans want to know who you're going for. So who is Brandon Ayuk going for? Lakers or Heat? How many games? How many games? I'm going for the King in four games. Come on now. Max five. Lakers and Lakers. Lakers, I'm going to say Lakers in four. 
But, you know, they might give them a little freebie here. So I'm going to say Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. I'm going to get another one. <laughs> All right. I respect that. Um, are, you, are you a big LeBron fan? I love LeBron. That's, I love LeBron. He was a LeBron fan. I actually, uh, I was tweeting about LeBron and somebody from, I can't remember where it was, but it was, I didn't, it was before I came here and I quote tweeted somebody who was a reporter somewhere around here and he was talking about LeBron and I didn't know it was the 49ers and I said, I quote tweeted and said something and then after the draft when I came here, he was like, we need to talk about this. I didn't even know that was a 49ers reporter, but yeah, so I tweeted about LeBron and I, and I love LeBron, so yeah can dig in there for some LeBron stuff. Brandon, are you giving us his hot takes? We're finding out about food. We're finding out about uh, LeBron. I'm just going to call it LeBron in five uh, words from Brandon. I, Brandon, I appreciate having you. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we're wishing you all the luck. We're so excited to see what you do this year and uh, looking forward to Sunday. Thank you. Thank you for having me.